everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Uh, I've already thrown for a loop because I, I just can't believe we got a guest. The magnitude that we have on the show today. Well, first off, let me just tell you right now. I'm with Robert Clark Chan. I am Race Decanus, and we are joined together by, uh, let's see if I get the name right. Is it Gina Ippolito? Is that the name? Gina Ippolito. Gino Nipolito is okay. is the pronounce is the correct pronunciation. I, my I my reps Gina. my reps should have reached out to you and confirmed that. Uh, I unfortunately they didn't spell it phonetically. Gina Nipolino. Um, but uh-huh. I'm just excited to have you on the show. Good. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting paid scale for this, right? Oh, we 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 stop at no expense when it comes yes. to this show. So we scale. have scaled many fishes. That's right. We want to get them all in a bag. Oh, all right. You left them in the back seat of your car. It is 86 <laughs> degrees out today. So you you'll finally know how much your drugs weigh. So we have that going for us as well. Okay. I went with a fish scale and you went with you, you then like with a you denied scale. me with us with a scale scale. Yeah, that's I wanted classic, to do a second bit. Why that, can't you know I? What? That's a classic improv. No, no, you you might want to take an improv class uh, <laughs> oh, since no. you haven't since you haven't taken one since two thousand two, which mean, is practically a lifetime ago. Let's be honest. You there know are what people I've... who have been born and died since the time. <laughs> yeah, an improv class. What I've missed more than anything, Gina, has been <laughs> all of the references that we make previous <laughs> to the show that that we then bring onto the show, as if everybody has heard the previous half hour of us blathering on look look ripping on ray and his skills or lack thereof <laughs> is universal people people need True. no backstory <laughs> they you just hear it you don't need to watch season one of of ray does dumb shit you can dive into season <laughs> two you can go into season three it's not it's not episodic you can i mean it is episodic you can just you can just Watch an episode of Ray being a dumbass, and you'll you'll know exactly what's going on. You won't be confused by the larger mythos like you would be if you were watching, say, Lost. <laughs> I mean, this is fair. You can really just pick anywhere in the timeline and get started, and that's a wonderful insertion point into Ray being a dumbass, the show. You can hear us <laughs> laughing and know, like, you don't need to know the reference to know that Ray is hurting inside when we laugh this way. <laughs> Yeah, Ray is right now thinking when Gina chatted us on Facebook to say she was back, why did I not pretend I had deleted my Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, of the three of us, I believe I'm the only one who has not deleted his Facebook since we started the show for any given length of time. Uh, I don't know. Have I? Because it's, you it's with how many have. groups I admin. It is a nightmare. I will say you've done it more than once. So I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe I just told you I was, was going to do it and then blocked you for a few days to get away. <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't hold that against you either. Yeah. yeah. The number of times I say, yeah, I probably deserve that is more than you should be. More than it should be. <laughs> well, Welcome back, Gina. You know, the show is not the same without you, and it's been without you for like almost two months now. So yeah. what I would say is we missed a lot of hot Christmas content. Do we need to do Christmas in March just to make up for this lost opportunity? <laughs> it's usually Christmas in July, I feel like. Uh, it is, but I don't want to wait that long. Okay. <laughs> 
What if we just picked all? It would it would, it would keep the theme of the show where we don't do topical episodes really in the would. appropriate month. Yeah, I mean that's that's standard. If you go back to you know the first season. I mean, look, we we know by now that our listeners don't always listen to these in order or at the time when they come out. So mm. you know, at the rate that some of them listen, they might be listening to it in December. That is a great point. We do have some listeners that listen six to nine months behind schedule. Uh-huh. So by the time they hit Thanksgiving, they'd be hitting March. And so boom, there we are. You're be, you're welcome. Listening to Christmas in March in December. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm in. I'm for this. I'm. I'm on board. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, for TV, they always they always shoot all the the Christmas episodes in like what like September. I that's mean, true. So this that's a sense. that's a peek behind the curtain for oh. you non Hollywood types, <laughs> guys. Spoiler alert: when they do the Price Is Right Christmas week, <laughs> they shoot those in like August. But don't tell anybody. Ooh. Uh, a uh, 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 Parks and Recollection is a real fun show with uh, uh, Alan Yang and uh, uh, Rob Lowe, where they just talk about uh, old Parks and Rec episodes. Cool, and uh-huh. they're just talking about. Uh, um, all the stuff they have to film in the valley in June, wearing uh, you know, the big puffy jackets because it's supposed to be winter in Pawnee. I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, like, I, I, I'm like right now it is motherfucking February and it is 87 degrees outside. Yes, it is. Yeah, what's global warming? That's the, not a thing. The classic example is if you watch It's a Wonderful Life when George Bailey is running through the snow, you can see sweat dripping down his brow because it's obviously not real snow and it's not <laughs> it's but but he's running through what looks like wonderful snow because that was the first movie where they used that uh that method for making fake snow, but he is very clearly and now that you know that, you'll never be able to unsee it. So I'm glad to have, have ruined some of your favorite Christmas movies. I love it. Now, do you have anything about uh, uh, a Christmas story, any secret story about little Ralphie? So that way we can just hit all the hits. Uh, he was wearing a fat suit during filming. Shit, they I, put I, a fat you know suit what? on I that I feel kid. like I knew that without knowing it. <laughs> Ralphie murdered a man. Oh, no. <laughs> to be fair, Ralphie uh, uh, betrayed Spider-Man. And that's all I need to know about that. Yeah, yeah. Freaking Mysterio. He was evil before that, but Mysterio really got him to do some bad things. Yeah, yeah. Very disappointed. Ralphie. Anyway, the show we're talking about today. We can just I, talk about why, anything why else. <laughs> but this sh- And okay, you know what? I'm just going to go on record now and officially apologize. <laughs> I, I, I heard of this somewhere uh, in the distant past, and I put it on the list. And um, I was just looking for something, you know, just something, something off the wall. to welcome Gina back to the show. Is that what yeah. I'm getting? Yeah. Chan yeah. said we were going to ease into it with this episode. <laughs> what he actually meant was uh, we're not going to use any lube. We're just going <laughs> to jam it in. There's no easing with this show. Chan oh. picked the most painful episode oh. of anything ever. This is easing into it much in the same way a lethal injection is. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like. Uh, the whole thing about like, oh, clowns are scary. Like, I, I sort of get it, but you know, a lot of it is just sort of um, a cultural thing where we're like, ha it's fun to make fun of clowns. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't care about clowns one way or the other. Um, uh-huh. But watching this show, I'm like, how many people 
developed a fear of clowns because mm-hmm. of this show, which is the worst thing that probably ever came across uh, ABC networks in the 80s. Yeah, well, I, mean- I, I will say that, like, they're... At first, I was like, okay, maybe it's not like clowns seem like an odd thing, but there is a there is a point in childhood where, where kids don't realize that they're terrifying and they just think, oh, they're fun. Right. We'll, we'll go see them. But then the rest of the show is also terrible. So it's not like it was like, oh, we know that adults don't find this fun, but we're going to make a hell of a show about clowns. Instead, they were basically like, what's a thing that's universally hated? Clowns. Let's let's just like round up the worst scripts we can find. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I actually, I would think of this show and Gina, um, I'm going to explain this to you. I think it's called a bridge show where it's between <laughs> the ages of five and nine, where you're not quite going to go for the young kid stuff, but they're not ready for like regular show or stuff no, like that. I think this Are is you a familiar below, with this? I think this is a below five. It was very stupid. I mean, I don't know. Stupid. I don't know. Maybe, maybe kids were dumber back then, but but to me, this is this is when I read the description before I watched it, I thought this sounds exactly like the Smurfs. Yes. And then when I read the Wikipedia entry, it said the L.A. Times review for it said it was terrible and copied the Smurfs. So this episode in particular didn't feel very Smurfy, but there were elements in the description of the show that that made me think it was a Smurfs. But it's it's I hated everything about this, and I I normally normally can find something redeeming about a cartoon, but this this was not one of those times. The show is called Little Clowns of Happy Town. I don't think we actually said the Ugh. name of the episode, and I read that same Wikipedia article because I was like, I got to know more about what the f this <laughs> thing is, and it, I didn't even realize there was a and I I knew, but I didn't know. Much like Ralphie and the Puffy uh, Fat Suit. Um, there's a whole subgenre of kids shows that are like a, a different, like an other looking uh, character set that lives on their own away from the rest of the people and has their own community. So you have uh-huh. the Smurfs, you have the Snorks, you know, you have that kind of a setup. And Little Clowns of Happy Town is a send up of that same idea where there's just this neighborhood of goddamn clowns that just lives like not totally away from the rest of humanity. No. But next door, like they're one neighborhood over from humanity, you know. Also, yeah. also they're yeah, they they make clear that they're not wearing makeup. Yeah, they're in the, born in the, this way. They yes. they say this in the theme song, which is very disturbing. But also the weird thing to me was I was thinking going into this that this is is basically a world of clowns. But no, it's a world of normal people and That's a right. small pocket of clowns that interacts <laughs> with them, which is so much weirder than just saying like on the Smurfs, it's like they're in a Smurf village. There are sometimes illusions like in the Christmas episode, there's allusions to the fact that there's a larger world out there, but we don't see the Smurfs really interacting with just everyday humans. But this was like, Hey, here's like an average little boy and his average family. Oh, and by the way, they're friends with a community of clowns, but no one ever mentions that that is like weird as shit. So I was going into it thinking, okay, it's it's a universe of clown. It's a clown planet, if you will. But no, this no. is Earth. And now there are all of a sudden babies birthed out of human vaginas with clown makeup permanently on their face, which if this is a real condition, I apologize to everyone, but fuck <laughs> you. This is the future the juggalos want. <laughs> it's true. If they're, yeah, it's, uh, that's true, actually. I bet. I bet Juggalos 
really would would like this. This is terrifying. That's true. The uh, the Juggalos are uh, working on a eugenics project to to create a race of clowns. This is very <laughs> true. The clown race. Did you hear? We this? are the you master clown race. It's yeah. Uh, <coughs> like a a Smurf is some sort of mystical creature who lives in a forest and. Yeah, there are humans and, you know, like Gargamel's obviously interacting with them and whatnot. But, like, they're a, they're a thing that you can sort of identify. But these are integrated into the society and in a way that is, uh, like, like if we lived with Neanderthals. And yeah. The, the, you just, like, walk down the street and there's a Neanderthal. And it's like, hey, Chuck. And, and then you, that's totally normal. That's weird. And yeah, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, well, ag- agreed, agreed. It's I, it's. I don't want any part of it. Uh, <laughs> you keep I, your clowns in your own neighborhood, says Gina Ippolito. Yeah, uh, segregate the clowns is what segregate is what I say. The that's clowns. the that's the presidential ticket I'm running on, and I think it'll <laughs> age well. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I feel like that's a winning strategy. I've seen worse win. Let me put it that way. Uh, my takeaway from the Wikipedia was that um, Marvel. Uh, Sunbow, uh-huh, I guess, uh-huh. like had a deal with this consulting company, supposedly made up of psychology PhDs and stuff like that. And so, like, their idea was like, let's make a show for you know children. Let's you know, like, let's use all of our psychological training to come up with a thing that is you know a uh, a uh, uh, good for kids. Or oh, whatever. you're no, you're giving them too much credit, Chan. I'll actually tell you because I looked into this a little further. <laughs> And it's oh. so much worse than that. Oh. This is one of the most blatant uh, 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 corporate bullshit situations you'll ever find that there was this property. And so they actually got a group of people together that, yes, it include child psychologists and stuff, but also ad execs, toy executives, and the whole range of everyone that should not be around cartoons. And they had this was basically written and conceptualized in a boardroom where they were just trying to find the lowest common denominator for everything. What do kids love? Clowns. They decided, so let's just do a show where everyone's a clown. But what makes this even one step more ridiculous is they had all this formula. They had all this, like, you know, uh, you know, what is it like generated in a lab, you know, like uh, using an AI to determine what the kids would want. And then they took that. Much like the clown children were probably generated in a lab. Yes, they were. But then they handed it to who? Who's the brain trust? They decided to take this package and say, f- flesh this out for us. Chuck Laurie. What? Uh, Chuck effing Laurie. Like, I feel like you should have told us that before we started shit talking this clown show. Some <laughs> of us have writing careers to worry about. Well, obviously, he's what made it palatable, Gina. I think we can agree. Yeah, all the good parts of of this, all the good parts about this uh, clown show, genetically engineered clown show for (laughs) mentally uh, uh, not not super super bright five year olds were were Chuck's doing. That's it. So yeah, they literally they they the brain trust uh, a very disingenuous, you know, uh, very probably gross people with bad ideas all sat together in a boardroom, came up with this idea, and then said, Chuck, bring it home. (laughs) And that's how we ended up with 18 episodes of one season of The Little Clowns of Happy Town. To be fair, they did cancel it after one season. So they knew knew it was bad. 
and and they canceled it. But yeah, I I recently on a plane, I watched I watched a documentary about how Sesame Street came to be and uh about how they they actually did hire a bunch of, you know, this was basically basically people were were worried about how kids shows were all all long commercials basically saying ask your parents to buy you this candy ask your parents and some very altruistic individuals said that seems bad what if we didn't do that and instead made a show for inner city kids uh uh and so now this this was in my mind as i was watching this horrendous clown <laughs> show that was terribly written and also had a really horrific message which is that kids it's on you to uh uh solve the mental problems that your your parents or or their lovers <laughs> might have which is not not a great not a great message in this show's defense when i was looking for episodes there's there's no uh synopses for these because why would there be <laughs> uh, i just i looked at the titles and i was like new dad no dad I'm assuming that uh, this somehow involves, you know, like step parents or whatever, which is a terrible idea for a cartoon like this to get involved in. Uh So odds are good that this is just going to be awful. And that's why I chose it, knowing that it would be awful. um, Watching it now. There was unfortunately, Chan, there was no time travel and no pro wrestling episode because (laughs) they would have outed themselves right away in the titles, I figure. (laughs) Like here, uh, watching it, seeing how much worse they did than I thought they would. And I already thought they were going to be bad at it. I feel like every episode of this probably has something just as bad, like a lesson they're trying to teach that they just completely fuck up. Well, let's go. Let's just start at the beginning of this episode because there's I have a lot. I have a lot of notes, uh, a shocking amount of notes, quite honestly, based on what we watched. Um, But my first thought when watching the the opening credits is there's no difference between any of these clowns near as I could tell they all have the exact same gimmick. They're just clowns. There's nothing to differentiate one clown from another. Like with Smurfs, you had brainy Smurf, jokey Smurf, hefty Smurf. Like there were clear differences of these Smurfs to tell them apart, but here every goddamn clown kid and every goddamn clown parent was exactly the same. Well, they, on the Wikipedia page, they did try to differentiate them. And, and again, they, it it sounds like just a ripoff of the Smurfs because there's one that likes to prank people, you know, which there there's, there's the Smurf that does that. There's, the girl one whose brother is like clumsy and dumb, I guess, which is like clumsy Smurf. So they're, I guess when they pitched the show, they had different ideas for different clowns. It just did not come across in the writing. I stopped. I mean, I, I didn't really start, but I stopped trying to keep <laughs> track of, of which was which, especially because weirdly enough, this whole episode revolves around a random, what I assume is a one-off human character yeah uh which is very strange it has very little to do with the actual clowns instead they were like how do we make this bad show even weirder and worse uh let's not focus on the the clowns that at this point the kids know the watchers know and instead like insert this kid with like a speech impediment that has a lot of psychological issues around the death of his dad but let's not really address that let's just put it on him and say you're being a dick get over the death of your dad you old dick 
wait a minute, are you on the side of Jimmy? The one who's trying to murder his stepdad, which also, to be clear, they never say the word step, and that's weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, they're not married is. yet. He's just the boyfriend. No, yeah, he's saying, like, they're not, they're not married yet, but she does come in and in front of a room full of clowns say, guess what, buddy? Your mom's porking a new guy. We're getting married soon. Get over it or else you're a little asshole. See, uh, okay. I'd let's... like to start this out with the theme song, though, which is okay, terrifying. Okay, okay, okay. That is awful. The fact that they felt the need to clarify that that's how they're born, as if like a five-year-old kid is going to get hung up on the logic of like, I don't understand. Is this how they're born? Are are clowns born this way? Why wasn't I born a clown? Well, like you could just, no one is is watching the Smurfs or the gummy bears and being like, wait a minute. So are they the result of like genetic experimenting? Are they just creatures that live in the woods? Are they born that way? Like somewhere, someone, an exec said, you know what, you guys, you really need to clarify in the theme song that they're born with clown faces and clown clothes and clown hair. Because otherwise, it's going to be a no-go. They're going to get really hung up. Okay, look, I, I guarantee you one of these episodes is, uh, is a human kid uh, talking to a, a clown kid and being like, why do you look so weird? And, and they'll try and make a connection that this is like uh, a, running into a person who has a, a, a handicap or a birth defect or something, you know, like a, um, their skin is a weird color or whatever. And, uh, and they're going to, they're going to make it like, like a, a social lesson and it's going to be horrible. No, I think bringing racism into the happy cl- little clowns of Happy Town uh, series was a mistake. It ultimately led to it not being picked up for season two. Um, so we well that theme song. The thing is, even hearing that theme song, there were at least five different voices, and I could not tell you what who any of those characters were, who attributed to what, or what a single one of them looked like. You could give me a pen and paper and a sketch artist. And I would not be able to. I would not be able to help you get a single clown from this show. They were so wildly unmemorable and the same. But we open with the classic sleeping houses gag. The houses are alive and they're asleep, and the front doors open and close with snoring noises, which is a cute gag until you think about how utterly terrifying that is. Yeah, you know what? I didn't hate this. This is the only thing about this episode, this show, that I can say that about. I didn't you're, hate this opening gag. You're okay with the fact that the, the houses have consumed the people within That's them? That's a problem. No, see, here's the thing. They leave it up to interpretation. It could be <laughs> it could be that the, the houses themselves are snoring, or it could be like that an old like Looney Tunes-type gag, which someone inside is snoring, and the house itself is moving in time with the snoring because the snoring is so loud and so powerful that every time the person inhales, it looks like the house is inhaling. So they leave it open to interpretation. I didn't hate this part. Oh, I feel like the faces suggest that they are living entities living in some sort of symbiosis with the humans and or clown 
uh, entities that exist within them. No, your your brain filled in that they had faces because they just they just allude to it by showing you like here are two windows that could be eyes, here's a door that could be a mouth, but your brain chose to chose to humanize these houses. Are you Wait, saying that I pareidoliaed this thing? <laughs> I don't know that reference. I feel like a real Ray right now. <laughs> it's a thing where like you look at an object and see a face or whatever in it uh, oh yeah seeing patterns in random data uh-huh so yes, kept yes, us alive yes. uh, as cavemen um i actually contend that these houses are alive they have a situation worked out with the clowns where their basements are actually uh, uh stomachs and the clowns bring people from the nearby towns hmm. and sacrifice them yeah, for okay. the benefit of living in the houses otherwise this sounds cool and it's rent free which is important oh man um, in these neighborhoods oh my gosh yeah although who's gonna live in the clown part of town you know what i'm saying <laughs> mm. a couple of clowns moved in next door there go my property values <laughs> woof <sighs> so, who are you sighing at gina who are you sighing at because this show life. is an abomination and and anything that we say uh, can only make our suffering and the suffering of our listeners less. Can you believe we're all up here about to hang from the gallows and this guy's making jokes? Ugh! <laughs> um, so, okay, this is maybe... This whole sequence is fucking incredible to me. So let me just <laughs> lay it out and we can discuss. Because the opening sequence, we have a clown and we have a little Jimmy. And he's Little like, he's, he's on, he's on his, uh, Jimmy's on the shoulders of the clown. The clown has springs on his feet. And they're trying to jump in a garage situation to pull these tents off the top shelf of this, uh, 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 cabinet. And they're getting a bookshelf and they're getting everything off, but the tents. And so they're like, man, we, this sucks. We're getting everything where everything's falling everywhere. Things are breaking. And then some random mouse who I don't know who he is shoves the tents on top of them covers them and they start screaming clown down clown down which is some sort of like fbi code to let you know the shooting needs to start yeah it's like black hawk down in the clown mm -hmm. world and what i love about this is it is nighttime because the houses are asleep and we know this it's apparently late at night because the the, the clown parents come in of the clown in question here and they come in like ready to kick the shit out of somebody they start accusing their own children of being uh, burglars they threaten they threaten hard violence like like death level violence and 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 before everything gets sorted out like they take off the tents from their heads and they say actually like you know it's us at which point jimmy's mom and mom's boyfriend just come over to give them the good news that they're getting married now this has got to be like 11 p.m. at night yep. these children are unsupervised to mm -hmm. the point where the parent the clown parents are asleep asleep wearing nightwear and these people just roll up into the garage straight away with important messages to drop. What is happening in this scene? I, it, I, I keep trying to break it down in a way that makes sense and I am not able to do it. Can someone help me? Let yeah. Me help I will say that this, this mom is the worst mom ever. Very clearly doesn't want to interact with her child or get any feedback from him. So she <laughs> figures, look, I've been fucking this dude for a few months. My wow. son sort of knows him. The son, the son implies like, oh, that they were friends first. So mom started fucking her friend after uh, her husband died. No, he just doesn't have the words for it. 
They okay. were they were boning. They weren't like friends who <laughs> met at work and then eventually. Okay, so mom skips over the whole part where she explains that this is her boyfriend and and says, "All right, when's when's a time when his little brain will be too sleepy to fight me?" And then she runs in and says, "Hey, good news! You've got a new dad. He's taking you to the sacred dad, little kid slash dad, little clown outing." I don't care what you think about it. I'm going to yeah. leave this all on you and him. I'm not really going to show up again at all. Uh, and, and, and you know, the kid says, wait, what? What? And she goes, and oh, by the way, we're getting married. Fuck you. You were a mistake. I should have aborted you. Yeah, I couldn't believe they used that dialogue word for word. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that kills me about this scene as well is the clown kid and little Jimmy are wearing sleepwear implying that they are at a sleepover and were intending to stay the night. So why is mom rolling up with the boyfriend at 11 PM to just come let him know some shit? Like this they, could they, wait till right. morning. Oh. No, they like, just why, had, what is happening here? They had just gotten done uh, boning in their kids in the kids bed. That's oh, what they, no. they, they let him go away. And then they said, we really hate this kid. So let's bone okay. in his bed and then go tell All him. Right. I'm going to step in here and say that you're partly right. Yes, they did bone in his bed. That's what you do when you send your kid off to a sleepover. Oh, boy. They came in to announce because they had planned this, or rather the uh, Fred had planned to have him go on a sleepover. We would have a romantic night in. He proposes to her. She says yes because she loves her child. She was very excited to run over and tell him that he would have a new father. And obviously they stop by to pork because I mean, that's why they're doing this. Like she has needs. He has needs. This is, this is all perfectly normal. Also they get over there. And like, she's obviously just, uh, just filled with, with joy and hopes that he has the same joy. Uh, she hasn't been paying that close enough attention and doesn't realize that he, uh, hates this guy with a, a fiery passion because, that's what you do in the eighties. You know, you talk about your ball and chain wife and you hate your dumb stepdad. Who's filling in for your absentee father. You know, this is all very eighties cultural bullshit. It is. So like, it's like, it's, it's okay. It's a little weird, but it could be much, much worse. Also to add an element to it, uh, Jimmy and his mom are very clearly Latino. And Fred is a white-haired, pasty-ass, looking like me 20 years ago, dude. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting uh, uh, whole thing that they're setting up here, you know, uh, 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 because if they, I forgot to mention, Jimmy has a purple, a pink, it's like a pink hat, like a ball cap that was given to him by his dad that he keeps a picture of him and his dad in mm-hmm. and then just keeps taking off his hat and looking at it and being like, someday I'll be dead like you, dad. And yep. then he puts the hat back down in his head and it's a little uncomfortable. I mean, that's yeah. what you do when uh, that's what you do. That's what uh, you do. Yep. Well, here's the deal. Jimmy's pissed. Jimmy's not happy uh, about anything that's happening. He's not happy about the relationship, the marriage, or the going to this camp with the clowns. He was excited until he found out goddamn Fred was going. Goddamn Fred. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Children have been asking us to make dolls with real growing hair for years now. The only problem is the current technology doesn't allow for that, so we've turned to the next best thing. 
a voodoo witch doctor named Captain Oogie who can transfer human souls into plastic dolls to give them lifelike characteristics. You can even modify the amount of humanity within the doll using our patented soul knob. Just be aware that these are technically human children and should not be subjected to normal doll treatment for ethical reasons. Beautiful Chrissy and New Velvet. They're ideal. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Which takes us to our bad guy. Now, I had to look up his name because the whole time I just wrote bad guy. <laughs> but I wasn't that far off from his actual no, name. On. You guys did I you didn't see his actual to, name? I didn't have to look it up because uh, I, I they mentioned it early on. I okay. forgot it. Then they bring up again that his name is some, Mr. B. Bad or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is terrible. His first name must be something like Johnny. Johnny B. Bad, you know, or, you know, so his first name is awful. Awful. His first name is Awful, A-W-F-U-L, which is not a name. It's not a name. Not even a funny novelty name. It's uh-huh. a word and is not a name, and I'm so enraged by that. Um, Chad, I got bad news about the next kid I adopt. <laughs> Are you going to name them Whiny or Geek? Uh, his name's going to be Awful Whiny Geek. Yes. What the, the... Like, as bad as the name Awful Be Bad is, the his... his uh, sycophants' names are Geek and Weiner. What the? F- what the? A lot fuck? of care. What, a lot of craft went into this show, Chan. What the? F- yeah, this is the. This is the. This is like the Gargamel of this world. And again, because there's this weird story at the center of it of this this kid who has PTSD over his dad dying. Like this, this villain doesn't really get much of a story here. To it, but like in the Wikipedia entry, it says that he he just dislikes them because he wants the world to be gloomy. Which, t- to be fair, a lot of a lot of cartoons of that of that era yeah. just said he's bad because he he's depressed and wants everyone to be depressed. So yeah, I didn't I didn't hate that. It's just that in this, it's like so again. It's like his his enemies are the clowns because they spread happiness. But there's this whole storyline that's getting in the way of. And that it, it's just it's just a strange it's a mess and strange and they also they also d- debut a world building thing called clown tv where there's an entire network of these clowns and they apparently have their own tv channel that awful be bad sits at home and jerks off to yep. while getting angry so it's a yeah. lot like fox news in its own way yeah, yeah that's that's what i was thinking i was thinking why is he watching it this would be like yes. if i watched fox news and just like got angry at like all times and then he destroys his tv set which i always hate in tv shows and in cartoons when anyone does this because tv sets cost a lot back then and people are just destroying them left and right because they don't like what's on it just turn it off man block the channel put a child lock on that channel so you don't have to watch clown tv anymore man he has a machine specifically for destroying tvs that is a lot of effort (laughs) Like that's commitment to the bit right there. Economically, um, it doesn't make any sense. So they decide they're also going to go to this clown father, son, whatever it is, uh, uh, camping trip. So they're just going to go there to just they, make people miserable. They do call and- it father kid, which seems clearly uh, um, uh, um, patterned after a father son thing. But because they have some token girls uh-huh, here, uh-huh. they make it, you know, yeah, no, everybody can be in this thing. But yeah. you don't even have to be a father, as we see with Mr. Pickle Herring, their teacher, taking in a kid named Adam. Just and that was creepy. Can I say right now that mm. was upsetting? Mm. Mm. 
Sure. Thank you for taking an interest in me, clown teacher. (laughs) Just not. Not how I want anything to go, ever. Yeah, let's sleep in the same tent, teacher. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, The thing that actually got me, though, about the the really quick with the bad guy scene with Awful Be Bad was the use of this 80s cartoon trope where they have a raft and you just, like, pull a thing on the raft and the whole raft self-inflates in, like, two seconds. Mm -hmm. Where is this technology? I don't really give a shit about hoverboards. I hate blowing up this goddamn kiddie pool every single time we have people over. <laughs> it takes a half hour and I'm going to pass out every minute of it. So give me the two second room sized raft inflation any day. Let's get on this science man. I mean, I just looked up self-inflating kiddie pool and there's a, a, a Walmart listing there's a no, New wait, York that's Times a article about the best inflatable kiddie pool. Yeah, inflatable. Not that, not that you pull a thing and it inflates itself. Yeah, you. there are things like that. What? There are things that you pull and they inflate. The world's been hiding this from me because they <laughs> wants to see me pass out at a kid's party. <laughs> yeah, Very I upsetting. mean, t- to be fair, with the amount that you drink, that's not an unrealistic hope. Look, that's not, but I want it to be, pa- I want to be passed out for the right reasons, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now we're packing up the clown car and they sing a song about camping. So Chan, it's a song and a show. You know, I want to hear a little bit about it. This is, uh, there's so many songs. You love it. Oh, yeah, that's not a good song. Uh, none of these songs are good, but like Chuck Lorre's involved. So you'd think they'd be a little bit more memorable. You think they'd be a little bit better. I mean, look, I, 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 uh, there are a multitude of sins that Chuck Lorre is uh, guilty of. But writing a bad song generally is not one of them. Generally not. I mean, he like he started out as a, a theme song composer and he's fucking good at that. Yes. Should have been. Yeah. Did uh, we did we already mention that yet again, like in a hundred percent of cartoons in the eighties, Frank Welker is in this? Oh, we didn't even talk about the cast is goddamn brilliant. This yeah. is everybody you'd want in a cast. So you yes, uh, Gina, to what you just said, Frank Welker is one of the leads. You got Charlie Adler, uh, who's uh, you know a uh, brilliant. You've got uh, Pat Fraley, who did a voice of just like everybody back in the day, and you've even got Danny Cooksey as uh, uh one of the as the lead as pranky uh and danny cooksey was uh he was max the millionaire from tiny toon adventures and he was on that uh, hey dude show and he did a oh. lot of voice stuff around the late 80s early 90s this is sort of the danny cooksey era um and i followed him because he's another ginger and so uh, you know representation matters i think we can all agree don't say that that Hey Dude show as if everyone isn't a huge fan and know exactly hey what Dude. Hey Dude is. Well, if you don't know what Hey Dude is, I want you to uh, uh, go become a kid again. Go back to like 93 and watch some Hey Dude, like uh, uh, a generally enjoyable Nickelodeon live action show. Yeah. Starring uh, Ben Stiller's wife, whose name I'm completely banking, uh, blanking on, but her she name was, was Melanie in... on Hey Dude. If that's, that's what it. you're asking, Dodgeball. <laughs> she was uh, she was the the romantic lead in Dodgeball. <laughs> We're really right. doing her justice here. This is all. I, I wish I remember her name. She's very very uh, talented. <laughs> hey Dude, everybody, check it out. Get me nope. the box set. I will not. I will not. 
Or am I thinking of Salute Your Shorts? My point is, these are all brilliant shows that you should go back and not watch. And now we have to watch Hey Dude for this show. No, we don't. No, 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 no. Is there great. a Christmas it's Hey great. Dude that it's, we could watch in March? It's better. It's better than most of the stuff we watch. So I'll just say that. That is such a low bar. It's such a low bar to clear, and I will not spend. Honestly, I would put Hey Dude in the top. 23% of programs that we've watched on this yeah, show. Yeah, I would agree. I would say 40. Wow. That high praise. <laughs> Definitely better than Little Clowns of Happy Town. So uh, uh, there's I'm, a sound pull if say, I can get here, Chan. Uh, uh, it's a sound pull around the eight and a half minute mark. Hold on. I just want to say yes. about about the song. Yes. Uh, in addition to its badness, it's sort of there so that we can, because like the core of the show is that they're clowns, so they're always doing slapstick gags, and the idea is a kid watches it and like, ah, they just fell down. Oh, look, they just did something weird. Oh, they pulled something out of a hat, and you will just like sort of coast on that energy. But uh, it's it's a hard thing to do to come up with um, that much slapstick that hits and is funny. So it's just mostly um, just like falling down or. Um, um, doing things weirdly she's singing under the water to the fish who get mad and it's just so bereft of creativity like it's a situation where i i don't want to say that they did a bad job just that they gave themselves a task that is kind of impossible to keep to keep coming up with really good physical gags so like the whole thing is just a a mess and it gets intensified there when you have to listen to the goddamn song along with it Okay, that hurts. Um, yeah, they needed filler. They needed filler for the uh, the montage with the song of them packing up the car. But clowning, like the art of clowning is brilliant. It's one of the most impressive skills that a person, an entertainer, can can go for and go through. Look, uh, Mr. Noodle, uh, Chan, you know his full name. Yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, shoot, what is... Uh... I was thinking of him as Carrie uh, from uh, Legion, but uh, <laughs> it's great. But I mean, uh, he's like a win. master of clowning. Yeah. And he has physical gifts and talents that are just super, super impressive. And anybody I've known as an entertainer uh, who's gone through clown school has fuck. It's a gift. Like you just you have things you can do at any time. Some of the training you have to go through is absolutely incredible. And it makes you sharp and makes you physically like able, you know. Uh, it's it's really really uh, wild. The problem is clowns in cartoons. Anybody can do the shit in cartoons that these clowns can do. So there's nothing special or or trained up about what they're doing. They're just doing normal cartoon shit. So it's boring. It's it like watching it, improv in a scripted show. Yes, like you're exactly just, that. Yeah. Um. It just it drives me crazy. It's like man, that, you know, or 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 it's like watching a, a like a sporting event. Uh, uh, in a cartoon as well. It's just like, man, part of the deal with the sporting event is they're doing shit that you can't do. Speak for yourself. Okay, excuse me. Gina, a <laughs> prolific home run hitter in the major leagues. I forgot <laughs> to mention. She's really known. Not a great batting average, but when she got a hold of one, she was straight over the wall, you know. Uh, uh, fun fact, I just learned uh, from another podcast recently, uh, there used to be a baseball player named Cum Posey. His first name is Cum, C-U-M. Posey uh, played for the Negro leagues. And uh, at some point, wow. yeah, the word the, the name come was a thing that you could have and people would not bat an eye. Well, I changed my mind on my next kid. It's not going to be awful anymore. There you go. I mean, you could combine them. First name, awful middle name, come. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's better, awful cum or cum awful? Because they both have two kind of similar but different meanings. I think awful cum is worse. Awful cum uh, is pretty I bad. would go for cum awful just because then he could go by C.A. Stacanus, which sounds like a truck driver oh. in the 70s. And that's not too bad. Yeah. A.C. Stacanus makes him a, a, a truck driver in the 90s. So yeah, yeah. That's true. So it depends on what you want, what the vibe you want to go for with your kid. It really just comes down to, are you going to want to grow a big, bushy mustache or not? That's really the only yeah. the only question. You should really let him make that decision. Or so, her. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, you know. Or her. It's true. Why yeah, make his judgment? Mustache, that's Thank you. Um, Chan, can I get a sound poll from uh, 830 that pretty much sums up my feelings on this show? Now that's what I call pitching a tent. I assume I mean, that's what you meant. Come on, God damn it. Was it what you meant? That is exactly what I meant. Because <laughs> my timing is off from yours, so I figured, like, I'm just going to I'm gonna mark off this thing, which I, I could not stand and thought was super weird and creepy as the old man goes into the tent with his young uh, yeah. ward. Yeah. yeah, not a fan. Um, <laughs> it's just, you, you know, g- clown show, you know what you're doing, and naughty, <laughs> naughty clown show, bad job, bad job, you. <laughs> This is already weird enough. You're making you, it weirder. You boys want to pitch a tent with me and my clown makeup? <laughs> it's not uh, makeup. It's not it's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tells them that once they're in inside and he's already pitching the tent. Oh, my God. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like John Wayne Gacy when he was like, do you want me to show you a trick that I do with these handcuffs? And then once you're handcuffed, he's like, there's no trick. I just murder you and then rape your face skin. Yeah. Totally Which um, is a subplot of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough. I just now I just picture like the clown, the clown guy. He zips up the tent behind him, walks over to the kid, leans down, adjusts the lantern so it's very dark light, gets right in his face, and says, "It's not makeup." <laughs> I mean, here's the thing that we need to make clear: he, th- this dude who is yes, he is. Is he going to diddle that kid? One hundred percent. Absolutely. He's not the real villain here. It's <laughs> this Jimmy who is trying to out and out fucking murder this person who just wants to be a father figure to him. Shockingly, shockingly, the clown who molests children is only like the sixth biggest asshole in the show. That's insane. It's insane. So we cut over to the bad guy, awful be bad, whose whole thing, like what is his end game with any of this shit? Like why? He makes a machine, a, a portable machine that you turn one crank on it and it, it, it pollutes the sky to make it rain. That's yeah, it. I, like, yeah. That's, mean, his that's, gimmick. Not... that's his gimmick. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, he, se- he seems like a smart dude. I feel like he could get a lot of, a lot of money for that machine, like from farmers, for instance. Or yeah. Cobra. Are you telling me that you're looking at a weather dominator here and Thank not you. like jizzing? I just wrote here, fucking weather dominator. What are you doing right now? There are so many better uses, good <laughs> and bad. Than ruining like, a clown's day. Oh, and then Jimmy has decided I'm going to pranky. So uh, unfortunately named uh, clown pranky. I know you're good at pranks. No, I'm not. Fuck you. It's your name. Uh, I, uh, when I heard it in the theme song, I thought it was cranky. And I was like, oh, cool. They're at least going to have like one character who's sort of, you know, like, oh, I don't care for this. Oh, sort of thing. like like Why grumpy Smurf. Like yeah. Yeah. I was like, OK, I, I, I could I could get into that. Nope. No, they're all the same. No, I did not uh, have that. I did not have that. He says, I want to prank Fred. And I want to do a series of pranks to Fred to get him the fuck out of here. I want him to leave. And I'm like, I get it. 
Um, why not, kid? So the first one, the prank poll. What I love is that Fred isn't tricked by like any of this. Yeah. Fred sees, with the exception of the one that almost kills him, he <laughs> sees all of it coming and just rolls with it anyway because Fred is okay. Fred is not a bad guy. So the first one is a a, a, a a pole that like collapses. So all of a sudden the tent is collapsed and the kids are like, oh, some squirrels did it. And he's just like, all right, fuck you kids. All right. I know what's going on here. I'm just going to go, go in here. I'm going to put up the tent. He puts up the tent on the pole and the thing like withers underneath him and he, the tent falls on him, which, yeah, again, that also, I guess, could have killed him. Um, but here we go. The second less harmful well, gag. Well, I mean. I don't think that could have killed him. I think it was just like a, a metaphor that, you know, like uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure that principal was uh, also had the same problem. Uh, he gets uh, the kid into his tent. and He's like, oh, I've got a trick pole, I guess. Well, give me some Viagra, kiddo. We're still going to make this happen. <laughs> but he makes the kid get him the Viagra. Yeah, that's disrespectful obviously. twice. He's a goddamn principal. You're going to do it yourself. Jesus. Yeah, that's, fair. that's like in, the, in these mob movies where they make the, the victim dig their own grave out in the desert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, why not just be like, no. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. I'm yeah. dead both ways. I'm not saving you effort. <laughs> yeah the last thing i want to do is die sweaty like i yeah. want to die really like i want to have just showered i want to be i want to i want to look good i want to leave a good good looking corpse thank you hold on instead of digging this hole i will be reapplying my makeup yeah yeah <laughs> um okay and then the dribble glass he says have a drink of water and he's got like nine thousand holes poked into the bottom of it and fred's a good sport he's like okay whoa there's water all over me you know yeah, you, if you go to a clown camp, you know what you're getting into. Thank and, you. Like, respect to that guy, because he he knew what he was getting into. I was he like, well, I'm going to have to put up with a bunch of clown shit all weekend, but you know what? I'm doing it for my new, you know, stepson. I'm trying to, like, yeah, I'm trying to establish something with this kid. I'm trying to be involved in his family. Um, I don't know. They don't really get into how the dad died. But the fact is they were so open about the fact that he was dead in the opening scene was a little was a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I, I, the fact that they don't mention that sort of makes sense. Um, but it, uh, together with the fact that they don't call him a stepdad, right. like it feels like that there are like weird lacunae here that are just like, the, we're just not going to mention certain things. You're like, what? We have a Why? situation, but we're not going to fill in all the blanks. Yeah, what's going on here? It's a little weird. Okay, so then he goes for the uh, the third gag, which is banana peels tied to the bottom of your shoes. Now, I'm going to say right now, Fred, you had to have known. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If this guy is stupid enough to not put on shoes and real, like, I, I, if there's a speck of kitty litter in my shoe, I know instantly. <laughs> so you're telling me this guy is is walking around, and they show that it's two banana peels under each foot. If he can't feel them, he deserves to slip and and die and break his neck and have buzzards eat his innards. It's well, is my that. is my attitude about it. Because he would have had to turn and tie his shoes, at which point he would have seen the two ropes across <laughs> his shoes. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. There's that, but also, you know, you when you're camping, like Everything feels awful. There's like crap all over everything, yeah, sand and everything, and just like spoken well, like a true novice camper, sir. Novice camper. Yeah. I've been, hey, have you been camping with a with a two year old? Because I have multiple Look, times. You don't get credit for your own bad decisions. I'm just saying that I have experienced. <laughs> you know, like you don't go up to a veteran and be like, "Oh, you don't get credit for getting shot, you, you <laughs> loser." Like I, I, I've seen some shit, man. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna let that one sink for a sec before we move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling um, out you veterans. Yeah, veterans, your day <laughs> in the sun is over. Robert Clark Chance coming for you. <laughs> you had it too oh easy. Oh my god. Uh, moving forward, um, Geeky and Shitty, whatever the other guy's name was, I don't even care. No, that's the correct name. Yeah, uh, Geeky <laughs> and Shitty are. I now have an argument about the rain machine because Geeky's like, but it's making people sad, so he turns it off, and then the other one turns it on, and then they end up rolling it like down the hill. At which point, like Fred has now slipped and he's falling off a cliff. Like they, this is actually like a cliffhanger, like a literal cliffhanger to go to commercial where Jimmy's uh, uh Fred. Uh, Fred uh, has slipped with the banana peel. It's wet. It's slick. He's sliding off the cliff and he grabs onto like a, a branch of a tree. We cut back from a commercial and Fred just climbs up. It was really not a big deal at all. Uh, yeah. My favorite I'm, kind you know of cliffhanger. I, I'm just going to say that if this, if, if geeky doesn't know, like if geeky is like, Oh, this is making people sad. Like he did not read the description of the job for which he was applying. Yeah. Like at some point he he had to be like, oh, we're doing bad stuff. I thought that this job application that I submitted to be a henchman for a villain wasn't for going to be making people sad. So I just I just well, hate him. I, feel, I hate like more of like the minion style, you know, where you're just being generally adorable. And then I don't know, something happens. Uh, pretty clearly, uh, this person is developmentally disabled. Um the awful be bad of course he's going to hire someone like that take advantage of them uh like i uh, he's basically like um a mcdonald's franchise owner <laughs> like anything he can do to get cheaper labor you know like if if he could have hired um uh prisoners you know for like four cents an hour uh if they lived in tennessee or whatever they probably would have done that this is probably like a coastal state so you can't really do that there but he would if he could have yes that that tracks but but he's also like he's also tony stark like he has these inventions which are incredible yeah and has no idea how to apply them yeah in any way um okay so fred gets back to the campsite being like appropriately pissed off but he's trying to be cool about it um and pranky ends up immediately being like here's everything so i don't i don't trust pranky at all uh, snitches uh-huh. get stitches, uh, pr- pranky asshole. <laughs> no, um, no, it's not a snitch thing. Uh, uh, the fucking kid is like, hey, I need you to help me with some like fun games. And he's like, okay, I'll do some fun games. I'm going to kill my dad. Hold <laughs> on. And you're going to call, you're, you're going to use my clown skills to do that. First no, of all, not- that's not his dad. He's allowed to kill someone who is not his dad. Not yet. Uh, Dan, I'm it's... sorry. When Pranky makes the decision to help him, Pranky is 1,000% culpable on this <laughs> plot. I, I, it, it wasn't I, my idea to rob the bank. I just went in and shot someone. Okay, well, you're still at fault is what I'm trying to say here. Snitches get stitches, Pranky. <laughs> Much like Chance coming for the troops, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you're coming for, for the clown people who were born that way? <laughs> Brave. You put it Very like that, I seem you. like an asshole. <laughs> Baby, I was born this way. Uh, there's a the uh, uh this next segment here where they're like they're making the best of the rain and they like make a big tent and then they have big they both put on a show. I just wanted to. We should skim over that, but also mention oh, that the animation mention, is, Chad? is there a certain aspect of what they're doing that you'd like to bring reference to? You mean the part where they're fucking singing and their mouths aren't moving? Because they couldn't afford the fucking animation. 
That was upsetting. I thought you were going to talk about the Native American headdresses that everybody's wearing. Wow. Did I oh. completely miss that? I, I, I now you mention it, I remembered it, but I think I just, there was so much other offensive stuff about this show that that barely registered. What's Basically, amazing about yeah. this is it's not just like one. It is every child has a different gag to put on a giant Native American headdress, including a gag where one of them burns. Uh, I'm 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 going I'm going back to look at this right now. Let's because, watch it. Uh, yeah, it's no. This is for my own benefit. You continue talking about whatever the hell you're going to talk about. <laughs> look, that's really it. I was I was the, the camping thing was already fine, and as soon as they start uh, appropriating Native American culture in the form of Jesus. giant Washington Redskin, oh my god, uh, 1970s headdresses that they would wear in the stands of a football Woof. game. Shitting on an entire in- culture of indigenous people. Oh, and then the the elephant blows the feathers off. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't even it know gets, how I. Ugh. It's. I. I mean, I appreciate wanting to. Also, that baby clown seems to be wearing a yellow turd on her head, and I just. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I'd rather the yellow turd than the headdresses, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm the only one that noticed that. <laughs> There's so much in this thing that is horrifying. Um, okay. So uh, they, they, the, the goons broke the wheel off the weather dominator, and now they're like riding it down the hill. So now we get a big old fishing game. It's, it's not raining anymore. So everybody's got their own gags for fishing, mostly involving different ways to get the fish out that don't involve real fishing or ways that you could accidentally throw people in the water using a fishing pole. Pretty much whatever you're imagining right now when I say that, that's what they did in it. I don't need to yeah. break it down any further. You know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, the, the one funny gag, the one that actually caught me, uh, because one of them catches a boot, because goddamn, of course they did. But they, they actually did a good job of heightening, because later on in the montage, somebody catches the boot of what has to be a 50-foot-tall giant. <laughs> A boot the size of a person. Did not care for that. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I thought it was the one part where I was just like, okay, flies out of the water, lands on awful, be bad. And I said, you know what? You got one. You got one that worked. No, I needed needed an explanation of where that fucking boot came from. No, it's better without. It's much better. It's much better without any explanation. No, clowns always have oversized boots. If you don't know that, that's on you. Thank a you. boot the size of like a car? Yeah, they got they got everything. They got really tiny things. They got cars that are tiny on the inside. They got boots that are giant on the outside. Clowns are masters of spatial awareness. Thank you. Um, so the villain looks over and he sees a dam above the campgrounds and says, I'm gonna fucking blow up that dam. <laughs> and that, and this now, is where it gets crazy. And now it gets crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, what? Because what? his plan to to make a handful of humans slash uh, monsters uh, gloomy is to destroy an entire fucking dam that's likely going to flood an entire city that will kill hundreds, possibly thousands of people, knock out power 
for an entire region. He's a villain, man. What do you, you want? You want a you want a, a milk toast villain? This is the best thing about this is that he's willing to murder thousands of innocents because he hates this very small clan of clowns. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm with Gina a thousand percent on this. That makes him much more interesting. But yeah. the part that really gets me about this is do the people writing the show not know what a dam does is <laughs> or is purpose? Because they seem to think that a dam is just when you want a river to just stop magically. So you build a dam and then the river just stops right there and then nothing else happens. I mean, to be fair, that is that is what kids assume a dam is. Damn. 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 Was it Ron Simmons that we're yep. going for? Yep, yep. It's one of my favorite bits of all time. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, because a dam for the kids at home, it stops the water, yes, and then it processes the water through like turbines and stuff, creating energy, and then it lets the water flow, you know, keep going. Uh, kids elsewhere. don't care about that. They don't want to what are they gonna stop, stop the water? They're gonna stop this this cartoon to explain to little kids what dams really do. They're gonna animate it so that it's scientifically accurate. That's your big problem with this. You're look, not look, well, I on. was I was against Chan when he wanted logic for the giant boot. And I'm <laughs> against you now that you want accurate logic of what a dam does. If they would have replaced this f- fishing scene and further five minutes of episode with a five minute song explaining how a dam works and what its purpose is, this show would be a thousand times better. It couldn't be less entertaining than what we already have. Um. So, okay. So uh, the other great, amazing thing is Fred is out there like fishing with Jimmy and he straight up throws his cap into the water. <laughs> There's they they play it off like it was an accident, but if you watch it, he just reaches behind him and slaps it off his head into the water. Yeah, I don't I don't know what what happens here, but like this this Jimmy kid is is at most like six years old, and I don't think he's wrong for hating this dude at this point. To be honest, I think that I think that this guy and his mom did everything wrong from the get go. And now either magic wind pushes this hat off this kid's head or, or the guy does it either purposely or, or subconsciously. But like if a dude knocks off my dead dad's cap in like, uh, like maybe four hours after telling me I've been banging your mom, we're getting married. No, you don't have any input and we're not going to discuss this further. Yeah, I I would I would make plans with the clown to murder him. Yeah, this is the thing because they're they're at the thing they're doing the fishing, and 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 Fred's like, hey Jimmy, that's a cool hat. I know that your dad gave it to you. It must have special meaning. He's trying, and then the kid turns. He's like, yeah, my dad taught me how to fish. He and he gets this fucking like evil like from the uh, the the D and D Jack Chick tract when the girl turns <laughs> evil talking about the witchcraft of D and D. He suddenly gets a scrunched up face. He's like, "My daddy's really good at teaching me how to fish." And then immediately Fred's like, "Fuck your hat!" And he fucking slaps it <laughs> up the back of his head, and a fucking fish eats it. Like, it, here's the thing: it's incredible. I, it's an incredible sequence. We need this. We need this as a thing. I'm on I'm on Fred's team here. I I think he's doing uh exactly what he should be doing, but I I just rewatched this and I have no explanation. He knocks that fucking cap off the kid's head. Yeah. He does it and it's it it's really hard to uh 
buy that it was unintentional because he just like pop in his hand shouldn't have been in that place and it wasn't like he was reaching to do something else it just he just pops it off so like i don't i don't know what to say Uh, i know i want to take this clip and then re like cut the audio for it (laughs) because it's it's amazing it's an amazing sequence by the way your hat's gone fuck you Uh, how about that jimmy you tried to kill me earlier now you don't have your hat repercussions motherfucker (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. um then they do a song about fatherhood immediately afterwards <laughs> which chad i need a clip of the song about fatherhood uh, i know you always know just what to say i guess i'm just the luckiest <laughs> kid there'll ever be because i got Someone who cares about me. Unlike Jimmy. Yeah, that's, I don't know why you think that's going to perk a kid up. Like, (laughs) I have a dad and you don't anymore. It's like, it's like going up to like, you know, a kid who's like become recently homeless and living out of a car and be like, I'm so happy I have a house. Like, God damn, dude, that's cold as shit. Yeah. These clowns are, these clowns are aggressive. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. So I didn't even really see what happened in this part of the show because the uh, uh, the, the bad guys start uh, blowing out the, the dam. Okay. They, uh, they I, do. They crack I have it. Such a problem with this because the plan yeah. is for these two uh, dipshits to go underwater, carve holes in the dam, then attach them to this pulley system wherein awful be bad will pull the holes out so that they, <laughs> the water will come rushing out kind of like the um the drippy cup that uh, he had earlier pretty standard stuff yeah good good foreshadowing but with the drippy you cup. handed them a drill why aren't they just drilling holes it's great what point. is the additional pulley thing how does that make anything make any more sense or more effective or anything um I'd rather have a five minute song about how dams work and what their purpose is. Look, I did put that on the record earlier. I would rather have Look, a 21 minute song about dams than any of this. It sounds like you both have a lot of logic issues with this, you know, 1987 cartoon about clowns who are born that way. Uh, and all I have to say about that is you need to build a time machine, spend the rest of your lives building mm-hmm. a time machine, mm-hmm. go back in time to when the show was being created and ask all of these questions to the creator, writer, and network. That's that's what I think you should do. I think that's how you should spend your time Tell instead you what. of watching more of this show. How about you uh, work as hard as possible, make the connections you need to do, do what you got to do to get a job uh, working for Chuck Lorre. <laughs> Thank you. Then... You come up to him and say, okay, now that I've been hired, I'm making ungodly <laughs> amounts of money because like everything you do turns to gold. Explain this fucking cartoon to me, you piece of shit. Now I'm going to lock you in here and look at me. Look at this isn't makeup. This isn't makeup. I'm going to murder you in here unless you tell me what this show was supposed to be. You're not my dad, Chuck Lorre. Uh, no, Where's I'm going to Chuck Lorre. I'm going to wait until until I win an Emmy for something and then I'm going to say I couldn't have done this without the driving force behind this, which is the <laughs> desire to learn 
all of the secrets of little clowns of happy town. <laughs> so please find me after the Emmys to explain to me if you know what's going on. I've locked all the doors. I'm going to do this Bane style. When are you better reveal to me or I'll kill you all? I just like the idea of Gina inviting Chuck Lorre camping. Yeah. And then zipping up the tent behind her, turning the lantern light real mm-hmm. low, getting mm-hmm. right up in his face and be like, explain the clown show, Chuck. I mean, that's 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 that would make life worth li- worth living for me if I there could do go. that. Um, so the, the clowns decide they have to, quote unquote, let's get clowning. And they have a mud cannon. They fire mud all over the dam, oh thus saving the day. That's I a permanent you. solution. Permanent solution. You. Don't worry that- about it anymore. <laughs> but somehow I- this ends with Jimmy hanging from a tree branch over a cliff. I don't know how we got there. I admittedly was tuning out a little bit at this point in the show. But suddenly. <laughs> how dare you? How Jimmy dare was, you, sir? Jimmy was hanging over the edge of a cliff. Just, and, but he was fine on land when we last left him. So I don't know what the fuck Jimmy got up to off screen. Yeah, I okay. think he just, he just like climbed out on the branch. Like, it, like this is this is a crisis of his doing? own making, to be I honest. Was, I was paying attention and I couldn't explain to you how he did okay. that. Because <laughs> he, he was he was he saw the uh, the the bad guys doing the thing and was going to, I guess, like alert everybody. But somehow he was out on that branch and the clowns got an alert that he was in trouble. Uh, it was gloominess or some such thing. Uh, and so they had to try and save him, uh, but they didn't because they were too busy. As you say, slapping mud into the dam to, to shore it up yeah, with mud, like they're <laughs> fucking beavers. And this is just a, like a bunch of sticks. Famous thing about mud uh, it lasts through water <laughs> forever, forever, forever and ever. Um, and I just want to hear Jimmy sucks ass. He falls, uh, the branch breaks. He falls in the water. He can't swim. Fred inexplicably dives in and saves him. At which point they have their bonding moment. Cause it literally took Jimmy facing <laughs> his end for Fred to come in and save him from that. Till he finally said, I'm going to give this guy a chance. Despite the fact he's done nothing wrong. Uh, uh, ah, he's done time. everything wrong. We Except have established. Except that hat in the water. That was. Big, that <laughs> I, was I don't know that we established. Yeah, that. we established it. <laughs> oh man, I oh, will say man. that if you let your kid uh, get into the position of being of hanging off a cliff by a tree branch, you're not a good dad. So you know, like uh, maybe, maybe we should give him a pass because you know he hasn't been a dad, and so he's thank got you to learn. But you, this Chad. is not first good time parent, and he was given a rough situation. Yeah. Um, says, teach me to swim, Fred. And I'm just like, fuck no. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> um, cut to, cut to the wedding. What is yeah. happening in the yeah. timelines which of this show? Like, which takes place on this like daddy kid, like weekend on, on a yes. dock. Like on it's dock. all very weird. And again, these people just told this kid that they're getting married yesterday. They gave him no therapy and they just immediately got married. Okay. Okay. This is, there's a time leap here. It's not. No, the there isn't. Chan, there is not. No, I, because I thought there was like, oh, we cut to the wedding. Okay. I get you. Then the camera pulls back to reveal the place they've been the whole time. And everyone is the same. Look. Me and your, a, me and your there, mom are getting married in 12 hours at your camp. 
there is a magic hoopa here that disappears when you're not looking, says Fred <laughs> Roberto on it. You don't just get a magic disappearing hoopa out of nowhere. <laughs> it takes time to source that kind of thing. This oh is God. in the future. They've gone back to this place because that's the place where uh, the kid and he bonded for uh, reasons that I am still unclear on. But like this is a, this is definitely an, another time. No, it's not because he jumps into the water and gets the hat out looking the exact same stand it was when he threw it in the water. It's a magical goddamn hat, okay? I swear to God, what is happening? And then everybody's happy and that's the end of the show. Uh, Well, I mean, everybody in the show is happy. (laughs) Yeah, anyone who watched it is decidedly not happy. Uh, And then, of course, the, the, the capping line of the whole thing. You are right. I think I can love my dad and Fred too. That's, I mean, to loving two people is, <laughs> um, I mean, this is polyamory, right? Is that what we're teaching the children? Yeah, yeah. Take a real lesson. Yeah, if you're if you're a little boy whose best friend is a clown mm-hmm. who lives in a community of half clowns, half people, mm-hmm. and your dad dies, what I assume is a horrific death because they never touch on it. So yeah, I assume yeah. he was he was crushed by a bunch of uh, under the oh, weight no. of a thousand locusts or something. Ooh, I wait a minute. I've got it right here. Do you think it was a fishing accident? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, is this like one of those? Uh, is he a commercial fisherman? Yeah. And he, he got knocked off the boat and a yeah. shark ate him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens, right? That's a real thing that really happens. This, this sounds right. Does this hold up? God damn, I hate this show so much. Yeah, I hope to never, I hope to like forget that it exists a week from now. And then when you guys bring it up, I will be like, what? I don't think that episode was one that I did. I think you guys are crazy. (laughs) And then you're going to say, let's consult the, let's consult the all-knowing spreadsheet. And then you're going to realize that you're both too damn lazy to make one. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look, I feel seen right now. It's really more than anything uh, else. The spreadsheet exists, goddammit. I fucking worked on it. So, it, like, is it is it 100%, you know, like, complete? Uh, no, but For I made the an record, effort. Gina, I, I will never work effort. on a spreadsheet. And I sent you a link, so that's on you. Um, <laughs> and that's our show. Little Clowns of Happy Town. Oh, dear Lord. A show made basically by an AI that with but an evil ai <laughs> yeah i think i think that this is uh uh you know there's that movie where people get get sucked into the tv stay tuned one yeah. of my favorite movies yeah, of all time same, same stay tuned and i and i feel like and that was like there's like evil versions of like normal shows i feel like this show is like one of the seven circles of hell or like purgatory would be if it was like hey gina you live in this show now this is the town you live in you live in happy town with these clowns we're gonna leave you there for a month so you can atone for your sins oh boy yeah no no thank you (laughs) i'll take diving in the water um little clowns that have done chuck laurie though great writer i mean great great everything we love chuck laurie on this show just want to put that out there uh for genie polito's future career sake (laughs) Big fan of Big Chuck. Um, any final thoughts about this show before we get on out of here? No. Nope. I've already yeah, forgotten I have literally nothing else. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. And no, I really feel like this is a show that all of us will forget that we did. Somebody's going to Men in Black. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Device us. Or, or we're just all going to like drink heavily until it's out of our brains, until we've damaged that part of our brain that has this, as a, which will be probably what Ray is doing when the Super Bowl is on. I mean, to be fair, Gina, if you're going to make me, uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Now, I'm going to say right now, my, you know, my, my beautiful uh, 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 man crush, Matthew Stafford, my quarterback on the LA Rams. No one cares about this. Is in the Super Bowl, and I will not stop talking about it because uh, 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 I started tearing up when I realized what was going to happen. No one cares. And I felt my first emotion in decades. And I want to tell you guys, I do not recommend it. No emotions. Let's let's cut that right off the candle. I am going to order another ice cream cake uh, that I will be (laughs) eating by myself. I will not be watching the Super Bowl, will not be attending Super Bowl parties, just just me and my Baskin Robbins. Well, I'm making I skyline. Mean, that's living. Chili. That's so, living. That what? sounds better than whatever Ray is doing with his football. Exactly. Skyline chili, in <laughs> honor of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to learn how to thing make with it with the with the spaghetti and the spaghetti with chili on top. Nope. Nope. I cannot wait. I'm very excited about this. I'll eat spaghetti with anything on top. So thank you. Wait, but no, Gina, you're going to tell me it's like, this is an abomination of Italian culture. No, <laughs> you're not calling it Italian culture, are you? Then I don't care what you do. You could stuff that spaghetti up your butt. I'm not going to be like, oh, how dare you, sir? I'll just be like, you know, yeah, that seems like a thing that Ray does in his free time. It does. Stuffing really spaghetti does. up my butt is Italian culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've crossed a line. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's uh, go on out of here. So we got a... a Facebook.com slash knowing half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing half the podcast. We will do a live show again soon enough. Now that Gina's back, we got to do a live show. We, we've starved our patrons for too long. This this month, we got to do it. Right, Chan? Yeah. If we do it in person and there is food that that is in my mouth, I'm all for it. Okay. <laughs> but if it's spaghetti, it's going right up my butt. <laughs> yeah, hard. yeah. And then, I'm not, and then I'm not eating it. I, I'm not in I'm favor. going on oh, record that, now. That's your line? That's, that's your line you won't cross? That's where I draw the line with what I, I eat a lot of garbage. I'm not eating Ray's butt spaghetti. I feel like that's that's a lot of room to work with. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a, lot of, that's a lot of leeway. <laughs> um, and you can also hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Gina. Welcome back. Thank you. Pure moment. I have no joke here. Big Top leads the little clown. The Dumbo makes real funny sounds. Hiccup's got a silly song. And Tickle's here to love they love. Twanky has a short to play. He'll throw a cream by someone's way. And Boots the Dragon think it's true, but he's a funny little clown too. Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast? Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. 
Inside Hollywood info like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 